This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're back at Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody, and with me is COVID Kyle and nearly dead Ken. (laughs) We're dying over here. Healthy as a horse. Healthy as a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky me. (laughs) This is going to get weird, right? (laughs) It's going to get so weird. We have it. Hee-haw. God, so <laughs> socially awkward because we're not out with pu- people anymore in public going to movies like we should be. <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> I've definitely have lost all sense of how to have social interaction now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been decreed like many weeks ago, but Does that go I'm definitely hand- there. Does that go hand in hand with not knowing what day of the week it is? Because I frequently don't know what day of the week it is. But I feel like it's more normal already and this yeah. has just made it far worse oh no but quack, quarantine, quack, has, quack, <laughs> quarantine has turned ken into many animals many animals <laughs> woof <laughs> i'm running out of running out of sound effects here guys i guess that's the end of the podcast yeah. wrap it up <laughs> no it do you get that feeling like you didn't really know what day it was um i noticed after i graduated college and i didn't have to go and there wasn't like events and I didn't have to go to class every right. day. I mean, I go to a job every day, but, but that's reason, like it's not the every same. day, same yeah. routine. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the different classes and I didn't need to know what day I had certain classes. And you, so you needed to really know what day of the week you were on. Oh yeah. It happened to me after graduating as well. And now yeah. it's definitely happened even more. <laughs> I know. Cause you don't even have the job to go to every day. Yeah. I only know when Fridays are because I have to be somewhere. I have to be here. <laughs> Other than that, I couldn't tell you what day is I happening. I forgot today was Friday and, um, and I was given a movie to watch for our classic um, for Cody's classic corner. Really? And I was like, I'm going to watch this and talk about it on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to watch it tonight and be like, <laughs> yes, I got it. <laughs> yeah, so she watched it this week yeah. on Tuesday because she was worried she was oh. going to fall behind. She's like, I got to watch this quick before she watched it three days early. That I did. never happens. I watched it early. That's impressive. Do you know what I picked, Kyle? Um, I think I have a clue because I yeah. saw your office and what you brought with you, but I'll just let you see. Oh, no, that's the what Drew gave me to watch that I thought I was going to watch tonight oh, <laughs> and impress you with okay. two movies. <laughs> All right. Well, no, then I don't have a clue. I don't I, know what you picked. Uh, I went with Some Like It Hot. Oh, all right. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe. I can't remember the other guy. Uh, John Lennon. Jack Lemon. <laughs> John Lennon. That would be a movie. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon. Uh, it's McGee. Yeah, what was his name? <laughs> I don't know. There, we. I should probably do better research on this before I watch probably something. Probably write them down at least. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have my thoughts on that. I like I said, watched it early okay. so I could get it out of the way this week because I am just not going to get punished with any more Goodfellas. <laughs> you've, you've learned your lesson, so I'm happy about that. You learned yeah. your lesson. And I've already got the video lined up for next week. It's going to be um, Rear Window. One that I saw recently. Yeah. yeah. So not the Johnny Depp version, the that's, original. I think that's Secret Window. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's like, I hope it's, so. it's, it's like a window four, movie. It's like the fourth or fifth time you said it, and I just like I finally want to throw it out there. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm pretty. I don't I'm, think there is a rear window. Is Secret Window, Rear Window, just the same thing? But they did it. Don't worry. Name. I'll look this up for I you. Can't just be, be extra I can't, sure. Thank you. I'm less sure of my actual children's names <laughs> than oh, I can. <laughs> the fact that it's secret I window barely, with Johnny Depp. I barely typed it into Google and it already I know that. Is the I synopsis that, the same though? Um, sorry for this dead it air. Could, I'll find yeah. out for you. <laughs> All I saw was Johnny Depp's picture and I was like, I can easily yeah. tell you it's Johnny secret Depp window. pretends to be a pirate while not dressed like a pirate. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what happened in that movie but i will tell you what happens in rear window when i watch it <laughs> no tonight, this apparently. isn't this isn't a remake of rear window not bummer even, not even close secret window rear window i mean what could be the difference I, they both look through windows i I'm mean sure the woman in, in the window is yeah. clearly a remake of rear window <laughs> 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 the amy adams movie whenever that comes out <laughs> it's clearly gonna be the yeah, remake speak, yeah. by this logic speaking of when that comes out yeah, we've got that's new, not a remake. We've of got Rear new Window? mutants on the schedule. Whenever that comes out. Oh, when does that come out? August 
2020. Oh, hopefully. so they are going to actually release it in theaters? They're not going to put it on streaming? I mean, well, yeah, I think they're still going to try and release this in theaters, but I don't I Who knows if they'll even make this release date? This is like the fifth or sixth one, right? So Yeah, that's true. Umpteenth time's the charm. Hmm. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I hope this movie sees the light of day. <laughs> I do too. Good or bad. I just got to know. Yeah. For all of our theaters, we've, we need it. We'll need it on screen. We want it on screen. But this isn't going to make any money. <laughs> you don't think so? I no. thought I thought that some of the special effects were pretty cool. And, yeah, I don't remember much I mean, about that's, it. I mean, that's not I'm the not selling interested. point. <laughs> I'm not interested in it because it's like a horror mil- film, and I don't like that. I just think casual fans don't have a clue about this and like diehard fans are just anxious to see what disney's gonna do with x-men like properties they ruined it. yeah hmm. so i think they're just gonna be like get this over with and then we don't care <laughs> right so it's probably not gonna make that much money well, but i'm sorry to say it's nice to see films trickling back onto the release calendar yeah like oh yeah we absolutely. actually have upcoming stuff now I mean, weeks ago, all we were saying was stuff's getting removed. Yeah. We don't know when it's coming back. <laughs> now it's coming back a little piece by piece. Hey, piece by piece. That's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a new uh, A-list Hollywood celebrity anchoring the uh, jumping off point July 1st. Yeah, they're jumping ahead of Tenet, right? Who knew that Russell Crowe would save us all? <laughs> I don't think Have he's... you ever seen a Russell Crowe movie? <laughs> he saves everyone every time. Okay. So... Uh, I don't know. This new Russell Crowe movie which is called Unhinged, is not him saving anyone. Oh. It's him getting massive road rage and just going on a murder spree after oh, this he's one the bad person. Guy? Yes. But it's is he tubby amazing. In it? The trailer is incredible. He's, he's tubby and gladiator, Cody. He's not tubby and gladiator. Not his top half. <laughs> <laughs> not not from the <laughs> nipple nipples up he shredded. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you needed back then. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. You look like like the first Superman. Like the guy who just barrel chested. Mm. <laughs> Had a couple of scotches before yeah. going on set. A couple, couple hundred. <laughs> so yeah, the this movie Unhinged, they dropped that it's going to be trying to come to theaters before Tenant, get ahead of the curve. Yep. I don't know if well, it's going to help, but so it's coming out. it looks amazing. Is it coming out July, Friday, July 3rd? No, it's a or midweek release. It's a midweek, yep. so the 1st. July 1st. Okay, so yeah, it's trying to hit that 4th of July corridor, which would yeah. be nice. From Solstice Studios, brand new distribution company. Yep, brand new. Yep, and they, you know, we've seen this, we've seen this hundreds of times where somebody comes out and buys a big, what they think is a big release or creates a, creates a film with a major star in it to see if they can shake things up. We saw this last year with 101 in Current War. Mm-hmm. All right. So... It's it's not uncommon, but this is like an unprecedented point to try right. it, to try to muscle in on Warner Brothers and Disney, yeah, to get the number one spot. It's for, a possibility they could open up for two weekends as the number, number one, one. <laughs> being Which, the only movie unheard of, yeah, sort of like Blair Witch, maybe <laughs> like <laughs> real unheard of for an independent to open two weeks in a row, right? So that's a big deal. No, this will be this will be really interesting. I think they're even going pretty wide on their print count. Yeah, her twenty five hundred big number. Yeah, so there's a good opportunity for people that might not usually make a twenty five hundred print count to be, you know, be able to play that. Yeah. Yep. Support these places that are going to support us during this. Mm-hmm. You know, they could sit and put this in August, put it at Christmas, put it next January. Right. But they're doing this on purpose to get it into theaters and get it on screen. And hopefully pump them up to number one for one week, two weeks. Maybe it'll be Tenet third week. It's not going to be Tenet. <laughs> Tenet just... <laughs> it just... The word of mouth grows. Christopher Nolan's just done. 300, yeah. million, $300 million weekend from Russell Crowe in a Ford F-250. Yeah. <laughs> Stabbing people at a diner. Meanwhile, oh Russell Crowe will be like, when did I make this movie? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even remember making it. He just hammered the whole time. I mean, it's... Yeah... If you guys want to check out the trailer, it's up on SilverScreenInsider.com, and it's it's just a blast. It's a blast to watch. I don't know if it's because like I'm dying to see a movie in a theater now or what, but I I'm yeah. I'm ready for it. Why I don't not? even know when the last time I watched a trailer. Like this, it's been this a, experience is so minute. crazy. You're you're screwing up on this. There are many great trailers that are coming out. I watched yeah. one the other day that is um, day and date release. 
for VOD called Becky. It's a uh, <laughs> thriller release with Kevin James, King of Queens Kevin James, yeah. as a neo-Nazi. <laughs> oh, I saw a headline for that. It I thought it was a joke. Look, no, yeah. for for real, for real. Is this? It's it has to be a comedy. No, it's like a, a spoof. It's a, horror, right? it's a horror thriller. Is this it's, his trying to be a dramatic actor? I think this is one of those movies where he had a chance to do something different. Take a take a, <laughs> a hard right turn. And he chose to uh, right. get get a swastika tattooed on the back wow. of his head and take a hey, dark hard right turn. <laughs> props to you. You know, why not take that leap? See what happens. It might cool. be a take bit it. big of a leap, but it's a leap. <laughs> take a shot. Yeah, it looks like one of those uh, female revenge movies with a you know with a good act, good set of actors, and it's not gonna it's not gonna be a you know a ten million dollar movie like we're used to, but right. It, you know, if you're looking for something different. Way different. I mean, that's different. That's for sure. <laughs> you imagine? Now I'm going to check out that trailer. I, I can't believe that. Kevin James in his UPS outfit with brown shorts. <laughs> and, then, and then a swastika on the back of his head. What? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is a promotion for Paul Blart 3 coming out. It's secretly marketing for Paul Blart. Paul, wait, what was it called? Blart? Paul Blart? Paul Blart. 3. Paul Blart Three. That doesn't sound right. I've never said it out loud before. I just realized this. Paul Blart. Ah, anyway, that's. No. I just blew my mind just now. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Speaking of speaking of things that are not blowing our minds, uh, public split on how uh, Universal and uh, movie theaters are working right. together right now. So part half the public likes the idea of going to the theaters and thinks that movies should premiere just in theaters and the other half of the movie going public wants them to premiere vod um and in theaters at the same time so so what a a, an online poll that's polarizing and split 50 50 yeah how weird i haven't seen one of those in a while (laughs) i know i I'm like, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about this. Like, we all know that there are people that really appreciate the convenience of having um, premium movie rentals and and being able to see it at home and not go to the theater. Those lazy people <laughs> are never going to really want to go to the theater. So I just completely dismiss them because they're not your customers. So it's encouraging to me to see that there are still people that want to see the movies come out in theaters and then have that theatrical experience and then go to rental. Those normal, wonderful, nice people are going to be your customers moving forward. I mean, I was looking really deep into all the data, by the way, like all that data on this research, it's up at SSI. You guys Mm -hmm. can check it out. It's available. Um, is that is that free or do you have to pay the subscription fee to see that? Well, to be an insider, you have to pay $25 a month. That's right. so that way you can very see that. Reasonable. I would very say reasonable. so. Even in these times. <laughs> but I don't know, there was just some data where it was showing like people kind of leaning towards wanting, you know, the VOD day and day type releases and but then I came across a number where it said 61% had no opinion on any of this subject matter and had no clue that this was even an issue in the first place. This issue being AMC versus Universal yeah. and all that stuff. So I'm I don't know, like at after seeing that, I was like, well, I don't, I think people are just like hearing about this. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like they just want content. Like they're not too worried about like, are theaters going away or is day and date going to be the right. new thing? I think as long as there's new movies, like theaters can be able to make it through, even if they're not going all that often. No, these people that click on online polls or answer polls through their phones are 1% of people that exist. I was going to say, I never. I never answer polls. No, so it's, it's 53%. Like, you're not getting my data for free. Yeah, 53% of 1%, which is yeah. half of 1%. Yeah. 61% is a greater number for people who have feelings about what a celebrity is doing or what film studios are doing. That sounds more like a correct number. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, change your hairstyle. 61% of people have no opinion. No opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's interesting to look at if you do want to take a look, but I mean, it's... And that is probably I, I, a, a more insightful into the general problem that the media landscape is so fractured that people just, there's not the cultural, like, 
homogeny uh, around movies anymore like there used to be like with movie stars everybody knew who the movie star was everybody talked about the same few movies that came out now there's so much media that i think it gets lost in the in the conversation yeah i mean that's especially the case when it comes to the theater industry i mean how like i mean people don't know that much about what goes on with like the movie industry like they just see oh a movie is coming out whether it's on Netflix or in a theater, like they just know a movie's coming out. Like they're not thinking about like how the movie got made or hearing about like all this behind the scenes news that happened. And they're especially not hearing about theaters and having to try and get those movies and as well as having conflicts Mm -hmm. with studios. Like they're really not listening to it that much. No, no, but they're not really listening to major current events or anything else. (laughs) I don't know what people are doing out there. (laughs) If They're not going to movies. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I mean, as much as it, our industry would like to think it, yeah. it's not um, big news as compared to some right. other current events happening, which is fair. But uh, when it comes to some of these numbers, I kind of take them with a grain of salt because yeah. people right now are saying, yeah, sure, I would love to have movies still on streaming services or VOD. But at the end of the day, they're probably once or twice a year even are going to still go see a movie at a theater. That's true. Um, so when they do go to the theater, like the wonderful customers that they are, um, what do you think there'll be some capacity issues because of the virus moving forward? I know that several theaters that are opening are opening under, you know, uh, capacity restrictions. And that's mostly to deal with the social distancing, you know, trying to keep a six foot radius. You might be blocking off every other recliner and big chairs, and so now you're down at 50% capacity. So do you think that'll play into whether um, studios are going to release product more and more if they're still under restrictions three months from now? Not exactly. Um, just because I think as long as studios are getting their money back and I think they're still thinking they'll be able to get their money back, even at 50% mm-hmm. capacity, they'll be okay. But I think theaters just have to take issue on how to spread out the seating, how to meet um clientele demands for how the seats are spaced out um and possibly even having less people there is going to hurt their you know concession sales but i think for studios it's not that much of a worry unless if they're really banking on their theaters being or or banking on thinking that theaters are going to be consistently full right well there was an article in i think it was hollywood reporter about this issue about capacity and saying that you know for the most part, theaters, the screens are never filled to capacity on an average mm-hmm. basis. And so there's room in there to be down 50% in your seats and still be technically full because you usually don't have 100% capacity every night of the week. But when I read more into that article, I thought that they were way overestimating the number of seats. So in the last, you know, five years, there's been this huge push to convert to the luxury recliners, but sometimes those capacities in those auditoriums were cut in half by just the recliners themselves. Yeah. So I think there's already been a shift because the art where the article is correct. They were they were guessing about 150 seats per screen, and that's the numbers they were using to calculate the you know the capacity issue, and and. If that was true, if there really were 150 seats per screen, then then the, I think they're pretty spot on. Um, but I think what we were finding a few years ago was that, for the most part, movie going was down. And so you weren't at full capacity on any given night, except for maybe Friday and Saturday nights. Maybe like the opening nights. Yeah, opening nights, you maybe had 100% capacity, but... Or kids' matinees on weekends. Right. Yeah. So, but mo- for the most part, your other show times, you were probably at 20% capacity if you're, lu- if you're lucky on those. And so it justified going to recliners because if you had 100 seats and you were only filling 30 of them on an average night during the week, then what was the big deal to lose half your seats to luxury recliner because you were still having the same occupancy rates? And this is an argument we've made over and over again with several of our clients about. They're very concerned about losing seats when they convert to the luxury recliners, but the reality was they were they were um, not at 100% capacity, and so it really didn't make the difference. You actually have 
more occupancy rate in those seats when you go to luxury recliners. So you have people in them more often than you had before. So And you can charge a higher ticket. And you can charge a higher... There's a whole bunch of reasons why you do it. But I think my point was that... So this conversion of these seats had happened. And so the capacities had already started dwindling. But what we saw was occupancy rates going up. And so I think this idea that all of a sudden you have to have max occupancy. I think they were kind of true or kind of on spot that you can have 50% capacity in your auditoriums and because your occupancy rates are only so high. But what I think they've, they might've missed the mark a little bit is does the virus affect those occupancy rates more so than a max capacity? Are you going to be able to consistently get people in half the seats I think matters more than it than whether you get, you know, whether you have the seats or not. And that's what I'm really worried about is that moving forward without product, you're not going to have the consistency of that. Yeah. I mean, we'll just have to see if the consistency is there with tenant, right? I mean, starting with, well, now starting with unhinged into tenant and to move on. We won't know until Wonder Woman comes out what the audience is going to look like. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be six, eight weeks of open theaters. And then we'll, by that point, I think we'll be able to see what it's going to look like for big premieres. Yeah, there's going to be weeks of like really testing the waters out with this. You have to force people out. And that's what they're doing with having these movies in in a row like this. Right. Mm -hmm. You've got to have good enough films that people want to risk it <laughs> they kind of yeah. they want to i mean minds, tenet in their minds yeah. tenet for me i mean i don't really want to but i do want to see tenet see and for <laughs> me it's wonder woman like i'm willing to wonder woman be my second one yeah, yeah for sure and for me it's unhinged go it's, solstice i mean solstice <laughs> solstice uh solstice is unhinged as a third yeah for gonna, sure i'll send you to go see that <laughs> yeah one of the other um capacity issues that uh, we found out in the last couple of weeks is um Drive-ins are even being forced to cut their capacities. Yeah. With, with six feet social distancing, cars usually park next to each other. While there are states and counties and cities are wanting these cars to be parked more than six feet from each other. So you're losing half your parking spots. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's there's not there's not a business that's not affected by this. We no. keep saying that, but there's no there's no corner of the retail or service industry where you're like, no, you can stand really close to that person, it's fine. Right. No, it's just, it's really interesting. And I just go back to, you know, it's not so much that you don't have the capacity to have people in the theater and then that all of a sudden that's going to hurt you. It's just, can you consistently keep people there? So you really have to weigh operation costs at 50% capacity versus occupancy rates at that capacity. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, if you're consistently occupying those seats but just on friday and saturday nights or friday saturday sunday then we you may have to go back to the old model of weekends only and i've told several clients that you know in this period between getting to open now and when the new movies come out say end of july into august and you're playing repertory titles you may not want to be open you know monday through friday like it may really like the reality is it may not make sense to play you know old films on those days and do people really want to go out on a wednesday night to go see back to the future maybe on a friday night when they can make it an event that's kind of fun but but on a tuesday night yeah or tuesday afternoon probably not so and and are they going to want to do it at 10 o'clock in the morning you know do you really need early matinees do you do you need late, late shows at nine o'clock at night? Probably not. So I, you may just want to really consider being open at say seven o'clock Friday, Saturday and Sunday and just have the one show. I mean, theaters survived doing that for so long before it's just in this modern market. We think we have to be open all the time. Yeah. And if you have multiple screens spreading out to multiple screens for a film and target yeah. your times, do a, 630, 7, for the same movie on three different screens because right. then you can spread people out. Then you can spread people out. Same thing with mm-hmm. your matinees. If you're if you're going to run matinees on the weekends for families and kid shows and things like that, 10, 11, 12, really spread things out if you can afford to do it because then you can target your workforce. Yeah. You can get your employees in there for a solid eight-hour shift where they're working the whole time. Yeah. It, 
if you need eight hours, I don't think you need that long. No, but if it's a matinee from from I, yeah. noon to seven, right? And you have an eight hours where you can have staff there going the whole time. That's true. And sanitizing and doing all these extra right. things. Right, because you got to build in too. You know, you may have traditionally had four show times when you could do a quick clean 10 minutes in between each show. But now that you need to do a more thorough cleaning, um, you may just not need that many show times. And I've, I've just noticed it as people have opened that they're just reverted back to old practices right away, thinking they needed all these show times. They need to be open every day. And you really don't like I, I don't. I think getting started, you should really consider just easing into a, a twilight film, uh, hour film, which is at that six o'clock, seven o'clock time and a matinee to hit the kids and just really spend the extra time with cleaning before and between and after and get hone those practices first before we start getting real films where a lot of people are going to want to come in for them. Will theaters be able to do this once movies like Tenant come out or are studios really going to be pushing to make sure like every day they're open they have all these you don't have different to be... types of uh, set times so there's a lot of it's policy from theater to theater is a little different you don't necessarily have to be open every day of the week to be considered first run um, you can be open I think a minimum of three days it just depends on like your ticket price competitors in your market that sort of thing but um if but you can be weekends you can be uh friday saturday and then a during the day week you know like thursday night or as your last chance you don't necessarily have to be open every day and during the repertory time when you're playing old repertory titles you definitely don't have to be open that's old stuff that's not the new new movies with new policies and restrictions on them now there are some studios that on some of their big films will they don't want to take what we call weekends only locations they do want you to be kind of open in um all all week or mo more than just the weekend um so it just depends on the movie the studio the print count competitors in your area so you don't necessarily have to be open all the time and I think as um as we get into the fall and who knows how the virus is going to be and restrictions in the area I don't know if the studios can really hold theaters to to those old policies it's not going to be business as usual no and we spend lots of time ragging on the film companies but during this time as far as working with the theaters mm -hmm. being on top of statements and getting us options for these classic titles and they're really working with locations they are they're more really than, trying more than they ever have yeah there's a lot of nope, i would agree that. with that what, a lot what are, the, what are the odds that you get a yes out of a question from a film company normally like <laughs> one out of ten yeah on like something you're like i'm not sure about this one out of ten and now it's more like nine out of ten yeah they've been very responsive super helpful the whole the idea that most of them came out with these package combo deals so that you could have one hard drive with multiple movies on it to save on your shipping costs and that they discounted terms when you committed to more of those bookings up front has just been so helpful because it's really hard if you're looking at a $300 minimum, a traditional $300 minimum. I mean, that's a lot for a film yeah. to play in one week. But if you're looking at a $100 minimum, then it makes it a little bit more sense to play some of this and try to open it even if you're under 50 percent capacity issues yeah big shout out to all of our film company yeah. reps that are working more than they have in the last few weeks oh and trying to figure this out and trying to realize uh what titles they actually represent and oh yeah <laughs> figuring yeah. all these things out for us and we're doing the same thing they have I've, repertory catalogs of hundreds of films and they and these people don't book these no. normally and yeah. there's whole repertory divisions that maybe get I don't know, dozens of um, requests a year, and now they're getting they're going to be inundated I mean, with requests in the next few days. A big week for them is probably a hundred requests. Yeah, oh, split over a couple. Yeah, over over. I the wouldn't week. even really know. Over There's five days, you would think maybe. for what we make, and then but they yeah. probably get a thousand a day now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I can't yeah, even it's going to get. Like. And for for people who are on the other side, for the theaters choosing the movies, for the people booking them, for the sales reps doing it. It's so labor intensive. 
A These normal, bookings are not easy a normal, at all. A normal week is, oh, we have Tenet coming out this week. We're going to put Tenet on and we're going to remove this movie and this movie to make room for Tenet. Yeah. That's what a normal week looks like for a film buyer, for a theater, for those locations. But this week, I have eight screens and I need to put eight movies in them and None of these movies are on a specified list that I have Mm-mm. to choose from. It's like they can uh, be eight random films, like yeah. random. Uh, Out of Monday, we just decide. Oh, I had somebody request um, Little Rascals, and all of a sudden now we're nice. trying to track that one down. So it's just it is very labor intensive bookings. Just don't. I would hate for people to think just because they're old movies. That they're easy. It's not definitely not easier to book them. At they're the all. ones they have to really dig through the files. You have to dig through <laughs> the files. You have to, you have to really plan on it. There's a lot more thought that goes into it. Can you, you know, do you waste screen time stacking? Do you play one film? If it's not working, if people aren't showing up, what do you do then? Like, no, it's yeah. it's beyond labor intensive versus what you're used to doing. And you think that if you run a location that has a single screen that plays three or four titles a week. You think that's labor intensive? Mm-hmm. Wait until you get into just classic titles running three or four films yeah. a week. And there's no promotion for these films. There's no materials for these films. No. Get, there's no trailers for these films that are available in the normal formats that you had done them in right. before. It's uh, luckily with places that are, were getting the uh, cream of the crop titles, the, the Jaws, the Back to the Futures, the Indiana Joneses. You don't have to promote those. You right. just have to just say they're on screen and people know what they get are. Get them on social media. But uh, that's that's the only bonus of this is that you don't, I guess, don't have to order materials for. Well, them. there was like one combo that had Alfred Hitchcock films in it from Universal, and I recognized a couple of them, but I had never heard of the others. So if you were shocking, look- right, Kyle? <laughs> Cody's never heard of one of these. Extremely yeah. shocking. <laughs> So if you were looking at like booking that combo and committing to those to get the cheaper discount, like now you're, you're really having to promote these films that just don't come to people naturally. Like they, they just don't know about them. Okay. We're going to name Hitchcock movies in a round here. I'll start. No. Actually, no, Cody, you start. You go first. Yeah. Let me start. Cause I only know like three now. Go ahead. Vertigo. Rear window. The birds. Um, Psycho. Oh, that's a good one. What? <laughs> you were so proud of yourself. I got two. You were so proud. And my third one was um, birds. Heard. So Kyle took one. Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll think of another one. I won't think. Truth be told, I can't one. think of another one off the yeah. top of my head. So I would be losing. Cody anyway. closed the category. I did. <laughs> well done, Cody. Nice work. <laughs> Can you think of another one, Ken? No, I'm blank. No. I think you won. There was like yeah. six in that combo. This is what I'm saying. Like, And I think <laughs> in that combo drive, there was Birds and Psycho and Vertigo were the three. All the popular window. ones. Were, or, okay, so four. Yeah, but there what were definitely two or three in there that I could not name. Oh. I will be watching Rear Window <laughs> this week. Tonight. That was really good. I really like that one a lot. Yeah. That's all that Google has too. The, the fifth Hitchcock movie they have is Alfred Hitchcock Presents. The fifth oh. one. The fifth one is uh, oh, North by Northwest. I could have had you. Oh. oh. Well, I definitely would have lost then, regardless. Yeah. Smoking the Bandit. Yes. I don't think that's Hitchcock. Not quite. Cannonball Run. No. No. Okay. All right, back to serious business. Serious business. What's the next serious business, Cody? Um, the NATO guidelines for reopening. So that we were right all along. We were. What do you mean? What do you mean? We've been talking about this for weeks. Yeah, about the. San- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" We <laughs> weeks, months, years. We've been talking about this since we have. before we, you were born. We were really before on top of it started. with about the idea of the cleanliness practices. Um. You know, just being able to advertise those to your customers, taking the t- extra time for that. But also when we were, we talked about, you know, face masks for your employees, like that's going to be part of their uniform moving forward. And some of the things people are doing, like the plexiglass screens, which you're seeing everywhere, even at drive-in, drive-throughs and stuff now at fast food restaurants. So that's going to be part of the new normal. 
Yeah. I mean, I was reading through these guidelines and I was thinking, yeah, yeah, we covered them all basically. Mm -hmm. Like we've been ahead of this even before NATO sent these out. So so they must be listening to our podcast. That's my theory. Yes, that's what they're doing. (laughs) So thank you, NATO. So thank you, NATO, for listening to this podcast. Um, Be sure to get your subscription for $25 a month. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't already have it. Silverscreeninsider.com for all your film needs. No, but it's going to, you know, I think theater owners just have to decide how much to reinvest, you know, because the plexiglass screens and the cloth face masks for the employees, this is expensive. And if you've not been open, no matter how much you want to do these things, you may just not have the funds to do them. So you got to get creative and look around and see what other theaters are doing and at least do what what competitors are doing at minimum. You don't want to be the person that's that's behind on the curve on that might have to get crafty might have to make your own masks I yeah don't know. well oh my gosh there's so many um like community at like apps like next door and stuff mm-hmm. you could probably get ask people to you know make make masks oh, and I'm stuff sure. for you yeah um because i know there's been quite a few people getting together making masks for the hospitals and even for schools big, and... even for big stores like some mm-hmm. i don't know targets or walmart's yeah. So some of them don't have masks, and you hear those stories of how people are making them and donating them to those Apparently stores. Apparently, you can make a mask just out of a sock. I mean, hopefully not a used sock, but right. a sock. A sock. Maybe a clean used sock. <laughs> <laughs> then again, if that if that is seen at like theaters to where people are wearing socks over their heads, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that be, would be good for business. You want to be a little bit more professional than yeah. that. I don't know. I could, I could go for that. Maybe be a old new movie with a sock coming out. Ken just thinks he's more handsome with a mask on. Oh, than I thought you meant with a sock. No. <laughs> I, was like, I definitely go from like a six to an eight if you cover half my face. <laughs> I think he's a ten all the time. That's the correct answer. Maybe not in the morning. Then he might be a six. <laughs> but right now, sitting in this podcast, ten over there. Ten out of forty. <laughs> okay, moving on. He's so embarrassed. It's so funny. <laughs> Look how how ready he is. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you too. (laughs) Oh, fun fun time now. Should we get to my- No more serious time. Cody's classic corner. Yes, please. So I watched Some Like a Hot. And (laughs) Kyle, give us a a little brief synopsis on it, who's in it, because I couldn't name the people besides Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull that up so I don't have that information (laughs) on me. And I'll just- (laughs) talk about some of the things so um it's follows these two musicians who are kind of down their luck going from gig to gig and they kind of get mixed up with um gangs in chicago the mob this is old time so it's not like street gangs this is the mob the mafia you're nailing it so far. That's and, literally the synopsis so yeah. far. No. And so they're at, She read it three times so she'd have to watch no, a movie. I watched the movie. Ken saw me do it. I watched it unprovoked. He didn't remind me. And then um they witness um some mob hit murders, some executions, and and because they're down on their luck, they and they need to escape, they join up with a f- all female band to travel down to Florida for a gig. And so they dress up as ladies to join the lady band. And while they're down there, um, one of the lead singer in the band is played by Marilyn Monroe. Her name's Sugar. Awesome. (laughs) It's a great name. (laughs) And, um, and one of the guys slowly falls in love with Sugar. And the other guy gets caught up with a, with an old man millionaire and and they escape on his boat at the end. <laughs> they they get caught by the they get caught by the mob down in Florida, and um and then they you think the mob's gonna get them, but but they escape on the old, on the other old man's boat. So yeah, it's Some, been it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I do remember yeah. thinking it was like a really good movie. It was just it was funny. Um, Charming, delightful. Yeah, the it had so some, many hijinks. It was charming and funny. Had some funny hijinks. I was really surprised by all of the mafia stuff in it. Like there was mm. just flat out murders, <laughs> just straight up <laughs> murders. I thought the guy, the the mafia guy in Chicago, was played very well, and um, 
I surprisingly really enjoyed his performance. He kept it really reserved and, you know, cool. He, it starts out where they're racing away in a hearse and, um, the police start opening fire on this hearse and there's this whole gun battle and stuff. And this is how the movie starts and they get to the funeral home and they open up the casket that's in the hearse with the guys and it's all booze. Cause it's the, there's a speakeasy in the, in the, um, ages so well <laughs> right i'm like well that's kind of cool right now yeah because yeah. there apparently are speakeasy clubs going on in like in covid states that are hit really hard like in new york so people can get together and mm, party yeah and not social distance anyways so there was some interesting things like that in it that i enjoyed but i did not like marilyn monroe's character as much i thought she was kind of vapid and stupid and and she was so, her so, voice was annoying her clothes from her body yes her voice was kind of annoying like i couldn't handle that like oh, as the industry just, would say don't know why these men treat me so horribly and i just want to be a star like i i did, did not like that but um she played it really good and i can really see why she was a sex symbol because yeah. i was really taken aback by her lack of not lack of clothing she was fully clothed but just how revealing they were yeah. i was like whoa at that time too not oh. yeah not yeah. surprising like even i was a little uncomfortable with how much her breasts just hung out in this movie <laughs> just <laughs> there cody had to go wash her eyes on instagram for a while no. oh. <laughs> look at some look at some girls doing squats and yoga pants like oh much better yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> Oh, so I can definitely see why she became like this sex symbol star yeah, yeah. after that movie. <laughs> um, so I thought that was, I don't know why in my mind, it's just my, bi- it must be my modern bias, but I just assume that f- movies from like the 50s, all the women are like prim and proper and like. It's, Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. And like Monroe nothing revealing, not s- for being so like sex adverse in our society, for seeing it visually on screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, it was just kind of like shocking. To well, me. there were plenty of people at that time that did not approve of what, how Monroe presented herself, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But I, it's crazy because the movie, there's like no barely any cursing in it like that's mm-hmm. what i'm always surprised by the dialogue is there's like no f-bombs there's no cursing thrown around yep and yep. i i always just really like that about i always enjoy the dialogue in these older films but um, just crime and cleavage it was it was just <laughs> just it was right mob hits it. and cleavage and a little no slapstick comedy in that movie <laughs> this is all you need to, to was, succeed in that or, business just man. a little Man on man butt grabs. <laughs> and hijinks. I didn't and want to be hijinks. the only one who didn't get to say it this time. Yes. You guys both got to say it. I was very excited. <laughs> there are some hijinks in it. You got to um, love the hijinks. <laughs> but I think. What a word to use in 2020. I, know. I think at the end of the movie, it's my favorite ending to a movie so far. When they're on the boat, they're escaping. Um, the Marilyn Monroe's character and um, the other guy's character. I can't remember. His name right off the top of my ja- head. John Lennon? No, not the other one. <laughs> the, the one Jack you're... Lemon. You like the ending on this? Yeah. Wait until we watch Platoon. No. Okay, so... Oh, no, sorry. Tell they're me in the back all in love. Like, I'm going to be with you forever. And then the front is Jack Lemon's character yeah. with the old man. And he's like still dressed as a woman. And they're running, going off in his boat. And um, she's Spoilers. like, we can't, we can't get married. Like he's having a guilty conscience now. And he's like, we, we can't elope and get married. Cause he was going to marry this poor guy. And then on this wedding night, reveal that he's a man. Yeah. And um, the guy's like, no, we can, we still can. And then he's like, I can't, I smoke. And he's trying to come up with all these reasons. I and smoke. I this, forgot. Is yeah. that one of them? I yeah. totally forgot. Because he had to get rid of his last wife. Cause she smoked him and mother who has all the money doesn't like smoking so he threw the oh. i smoke out there and he's like well we won't tell mother and then he's and then he goes well i can't have kids because he's a man she's like we'll adopt and then he's like damn it and then he rips off his wig he's like i'm a man and he goes nobody's perfect and the movie ends <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was great that was my favorite man it has been a long time i completely forgot about that yeah <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> Well, I'm glad there's finally spoiler a alert. movie. Spo- <laughs> yeah, Kyle didn't say spoiler alert after that. 
<laughs> he's worried about everything else. Spoiler alert, I ruined the end. The cross dresser. Yeah. He's a man at the end, everybody. He finds out. He was actually dead. He was actually dead. Nobody knew. I'm dead. What a twist. I wouldn't be surprised with as much killing as there was. I mean, one of them actually would have died. The poor Chicago mob boss that kills the guys that, um, that ratted him out to the cops about the speakeasy. He gets he gets killed at the Florida club by a guy jumping out of a cake, and he's like, "It's not my birthday." And I think he just knew. He's like, "This is it." He's like, hands on the table, waiting, waiting for it, and the guy jumps out and gets him. Was this movie on the list on the AFI list? It was. Of All course, right. I'm apparently only allowed to pick movies off that list. Well, so far, so so far, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, we got one. We got one that she likes. No, yeah. up this week is Rear Window, another <laughs> Hitchcock classic. Hey. This one's, uh, I don't know, it's not as scary as I would say Vertigo was, but I don't know. I think you'd be fine either Vertigo way. wasn't scary at all. I, I think some people would think Vertigo is more scary probably. But, really? Or more thriller-esque. Wait. You may need a little caffeine before this oh, one. God. <laughs> or a drink. Four three. I, did, I don't remember it. Just fell right asleep. Was that just the credits? Did I just yeah. get through the credits? Well, no, that's taken forever. So, well, I'm glad there was one. There, there's one one that is I semi liked. Yeah. I love the ending. We got that was good. We got to come up with a game like this for Kyle, where we make him watch your terrible. Oh, I'm gonna make movies. him. Yeah, I'm gonna make both of you watch my terrible, terrible movies that I have. She's been recommending them for some time. So many movies I've recommended. There's been so many you've listed on the podcast where Eric and yeah. I are like, yeah, sure. We'll, I know. We'll watch it. <laughs> it doesn't help that you're younger. And so I have a whole well, bunch of movies. <laughs> that That's right. You guys can uh, name, uh, let's see, for me, 82 to 92, like, I don't know, action movies <laughs> that you think I might like. And I'll watch them. No. No. You've, you've seen, seen them, them all. all. I have seen. It's like what you grew up on. No. The best. I don't know what you. Movies with Chuck Norris. And those movies are incredible. <laughs> I don't know what kind of movies you should watch yet. <laughs> that would be punishment. Because I think you would end up Any movie them all. starring Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh. Are there movies starring Hulk Hogan? Oh my God. We found <laughs> the movies. Next, That's we found another the next can of worms that you just yeah. opened. Thank you so much, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight at, tonight at Casa de Movie, No Holds Barred, starring Hulk nope. Hogan. We're watching Rear Window. But that'll be a heck of a double Mr. Feature, Nanny, though. starring Hulk Hogan. I think I've seen Mr. Nanny. Blue Thunder, starring Hulk Hogan. I don't know what that is. He's part of a crime-fighting duo on a boat in this the is, Caribbean. This is Ken's realm. He could be oh, listing any sort of title and just say Hulk Mr. Hogan. Nan- I'll be like, yeah, sure. That was, Mr. That's Nanny, a movie. I think I have a vague awareness of. <laughs> you could say picture frame starting Hulk Hogan. I'll be like, yeah, that seems legit. <laughs> Kyle, have you seen The Pacifier with Vin Diesel? Um, No. Okay. Which is funny because I, I should have grown should up we, with that should, movie. Yeah. Should we start but recommending? No, like... I, I, no. Even as a kid, I was like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> we could do kids movies or like yeah. 80 movies, 80s movies that Kyle's missed, like Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> Not number one. The one's fine. Is there two? a second Weekend at Bernie's? Electric Boogaloo? What? Uh, we might need to see other people. You have seen Weekend at Bernie's Part 2? <laughs> I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> I just know it's a dead guy that they put glasses on and and hijinks ensue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they pretend that he's still alive. Yeah, and then the second one, they bring him back to life with voodoo. Oh, and then my whenever God. you play Caribbean music, he walks around. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. That's about right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I do need to watch this now. Yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah, there's, I think everybody, it can't just be me watching classic movies and being tortured. Everybody needs to watch a movie that I we mean, assign. I don't think it's the same situation, we but should, I imagine there's people uh, that haven't seen some classic movies. This is much more fun for me and Kyle than it is It's going to get you. boring for the listeners, so I think we should punish you guys, too, with movies. Fine. Bring it on. Okay. We'll make You're, a list. Right. No, no, we'll make a, nope. no, 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 no. We'll Name make a, a movie, list this name week. Name a movie right now, and Kyle and I will watch it. 
One of your you weird know, ones. I don't know enough movies okay, in the one moment of, to one name. Of your, oh, and you're Kyle's going to do his big plug in 10 yeah. seconds. No. If you don't name a movie in 10 seconds, we'll gladly watch any movie you name <gasps> in 10. Oh, <laughs> stop. My eight, mind went blank. Stop. I got my script all six, ready to go. Five, four. <laughs> I want Kyle to watch three. Pacifier. Cody's cracking. <laughs> okay. And I don't Kyle know. with the big plug. Well done, Cody. <laughs> I don't, I don't like to watch this now. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I guess I will be watching The Pacifier while Cody watches. It's not even what I really want you to watch. Too late. You said it. (laughs) My mind went blank in that moment. I will come up with a new list for next week, though, and we will have fun going through the list. All right. All right. And I'll try to... And you come up with, like, a list for Ken... And I'll try to come up with something for Ken, and then you we'll. Just, I'll just find more Hulk just Hogan. Bennies. Just that's that's what you did. You just <laughs> I pooped the bed. <laughs> you, had, you, had, you had the opportunity. I will get him next week, okay? And you. It's going on the list, Re- Ken. Revenge is a dish best served by Vin Diesel <laughs> in a PG comedy. In a PG family comedy. <laughs> um, so it's anyway, cute. you should watch that one. I'm playing with fire. It's too late now. And Mr. You had Danny your chance. Compare them fire. all. <laughs> yeah, they're all kind of the same. Oh, the same plot. Idea same. of a big guy taking yeah. care of kids. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I guess we'll figure out what we're actually going to watch. But in the meantime, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to check out the Off the Break podcast on all podcast platforms and at SilverScreenInsider.com. Uh, if you are a theater owner or manager, become an insider uh, and see what sort of uh, information on the upcoming movies that. We're hoping will happen. Yeah, we should uh, have for all of your theater needs assets, right? We have an. Unhin- Kyle, do we have unhinged assets? Yes, right now we have uh, an example of a one sheet as well as two publicity stills Perfect. for unhinged and the trailer, and which the trailer. you should check out because it's amazing. And then, do we have any assets for Tenet and Mulan? We should from before. Yep. Um, those are still available. Um, we're trying to get the one sheets updated for Mulan, I believe. Right, because some of them have the the previous release date on them. Correct. So we got to get new ones. Correct. For I believe so. But the publicity sh- still should yep. all be fine. Stills to are use. all there. Title art, whatever you might mm-hmm. need, we got it covered. So and there comment, you go. rate, review, subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Yeah. Exactly. I'm working on Pandora now to get us on there. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. Until Have a good weekend, time. everybody.